Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to have an amazing show today with our guest host, Chris Pashik. Chris, how are you, dude? You nailed my name, man. <laughs> you know, just so everybody knows why we nailed his name, because I met him at a live event we did in Dallas or in Fort Worth a few months ago. And we, I literally practiced his name over and over because he said, everyone always says it wrong. So I want to make sure I get it right. Man, I'm doing good. I Thanks. I, I appreciate the, the dedication there. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to be the mayor of your town, you might as well people say your name right. That's, That's what, right. You, you, you got to be known, right? <laughs> so, so guys, I, I'm, I'm Jesse Zagorski, broker associate with eXp Realty. Uh, obviously, this is Agent Power Huddle, and we're diving into the topic today is leveraging video to become the mayor of your town. And I think there's probably no one better than uh, Chris Patrick to talk, talk on this because he literally has leveraged video to become the mayor of his town. Right. And if we're going to describe your market area to people who, who don't know you, Chris, how do you describe your market area? Uh, I'm essentially Dripping Springs, Texas is southwest of Austin. Um, I'm about 25 minutes to downtown Austin, Texas, and um, a very, very fast growing area, but still a rural area for the most part. Um, but yeah, just on the just on, the, I guess you could call it a suburb, even though it hasn't like we don't have Target and all that stuff. So it's still kind of this little small town. So. I love it. So, so basically it connected to Austin, but still its own town. We're going to explore part of that as we talk today, right? How much of what he's doing, because sometimes people hear this stuff, they go, well, that only worked because he's in a small town. I mean, not, I mean, not really. He's part of Austin, you know? So anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll cover that. If, I don't know if you have a presentation or if you want me just to, you know, ask you questions, because I'm happy just to fire away. And if we're, if we're firing away, can you start us out with, how did you begin this quest to become the mayor of your town or was it not even a quest that it just happened organically no and, and yeah i'm totally fine with just uh with just chatting here that that's a lot more fun for me um the god man it goes back probably five or six years now and i was just needing look I, I, so i'm gonna step back a little bit as a realtor man i hate cold calling i'm not gonna do it um it's not who i am i hate it when people cold call me i'm not gonna do it i used to door knock i used to do um you know circle mailings and all of that stuff around listings and open houses um and i just I, it wasn't something that i was interested in and about that same time my wife and i moved out here to dripping springs about six years ago and since it is kind of a spread out area and it's, and it's not, you know, right all on top of each other. Um, I just needed a way to reach people and, um, and just kind of be where they are as opposed to everybody being in one spot. And I, I don't know, somebody at some point had cloned the term, you know, be, you know, the, the digital mayor of your town. And it was one of the big names in real estate. Uh, and, and it just kind of clicked with me. And, and that's when I went down that video, you know, that video, um, path and started doing it and made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, fell into some pretty good company here in the last couple of years and figured out what I was doing wrong. And now, and now it's kind of taken off. It's awesome. so, so when you say you made some mistakes early on, I want to start there. What, what do you, because <laughs> people just say, just do video. You can't do it wrong. But you said you made some mistakes. What, what were the mistakes you made 
when you started out? Well, and, and I tend to agree with that. Just get started with it. Um, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna keep falling forward. Um, mistakes, man. I, I don't know, you know, doing live videos, not having the audio on, um, and, and people like, and I can't see, cause I'm doing a live video on my phone, so I can't see comments. So people are like, Hey, your audio is not on and just people are falling off one after another. So that's, that's a great mistake. Um, had no idea anything about wide angle lenses, about the need for microphones. So if you go back and look at my old stuff on YouTube and on Facebook, man, it is trash. Um, <laughs> it's hard to hear, you know, camera shake. You didn't have a gimbal. Um, so I wouldn't say it's mistakes because the, the videos, uh, they garnered attention. Like people saw them and people were commenting on, you know, and, and mentioning it to me, Hey man, I'm seeing you doing this, but just in terms of what I'm doing now, what I didn't know, um, you know, I came a long way that that's what I consider my mistakes. Interesting. And so even, even early on the ones, if we go back that are cringeworthy to watch for you, yeah, it was still getting you attention. It was still doing what you were hoping it would do. It was. Um, and, and that was kind of twofold. So I, you know, even just putting them on my YouTube, I mean, on, yeah, on my YouTube and on my Facebook page, like people saw them organically, not a lot of people, um, but, you know, people started to, you know, notice in town. Most of the time it was other realtors and lenders and stuff like that, that kind of pay attention to that. But they're like, Hey, I saw that you were doing this video, man. That's good. I can't bring myself to do it. I hate doing video. So that was the kind of conversations. Um, and, Every once in a while, you know, the, one of the first um, neighborhood videos that I made on YouTube, it's good for two buyers a year. And I have not done anything to that thing in, in about five years. And two buyers a year come from that video. And again, quality was low, but people find it on YouTube. So, um, you know, it, it, it was getting noticed. And then also, you know, I started doing going back to um, gosh, dog. Now I can't remember the guy's name uh, whistle out in uh, out in California, Kyle. Um, I found his stuff early on when he was doing before East County Eats, and then he turned it into East County Eats. And so that's what I really started doing was trying to find what businesses here locally could I highlight and push that stuff out on video. And people were seeing that, but that wasn't the big thing. What I was noticing is the business owners were the ones that were referring me. Um, it, several conversations I've had with business owners, you know, like they're all the same. Okay. I've got a bunch of friends that are agents. Do not tell them that I gave you this listing or that I gave you this uh, referral. And it was because I was trying to help them out. You know, people know when you're trying to help, help them. And, you know, several of them have said, Hey, I've got a bunch of agents that are really good friends live in my neighborhood. They have never once tried to put people in my door, in my restaurant or in my brewery or stuff like that. So that was the, that was the bigger thing. And that's kind of the, the thing that's taken off the most is the referrals from the local businesses. All right, let's dive into that. Cause that's cool. So, so do you, were you coming from a place of, do you just truly love your community? You wanted to help them. It was strategic combination of everything. How did I mean, obviously you were modeling after some people that were already doing these interviews with local businesses. Was it just a matter of you saw it, you thought that looks like it'll work or that looks like fun? What was it for you? It was a little bit of both. I mean, you definitely don't want to go down a path of something you don't think is going to generate business. Um, there's just not enough time in the day. So, you know, there was a business mindset behind it, but at the same time, um, and, you know, again, going way, way back, I grew up in a little small town, you know, people people helped each other. They asked for help. And so there, there's obviously a genuineness behind it for me. Uh, my wife and I love going out in our community. We love spending time at the restaurants and all the little places to eat and drink and, and all of that stuff. So, um, when it really started to take off was right about the time coronavirus kicked up and, you know, people were not going out to, to restaurants and bars and, and, and breweries and wineries and distilleries. 
And so being able to, you know, my wife and I would still go out, we were highlighting these businesses, encouraging people, Hey, you know, this business has, um, has curbside pickup. This one will deliver to your car in the parking lot and things like that to let it, you know, let the community know, Hey, you can still get out and and support your local businesses during this time. Um, you know, it's, it, you can do it safely. And so the businesses, that's when they really started to go, Hey, wait, this guy is actually helping. This is coming from a place of, you know, the small bit, look, it's not Walmart with millions of employees, you know, nationwide. This is, you know, this is, Joe and Stacy and Aaron and Melissa down the road, and they're trying to keep their uh, their brewery afloat, uh, you know, during these times. So, so people can see that, and it really was that genuine sense of wanting to help people out. I love it. And, and if people want to see the uh, the types of videos you're making, is your YouTube channel, Instagram, or Facebook? Where's the best place for them to kind of see the the feel of some of these videos? I mean. You can Google Dripping Springs Home Team. Um, you're going to find me on Facebook. I I don't really do a whole lot of Instagram, and I should be, but I'm not. But I put most of my videos up on Instagram and also on YouTube. But everything is Dripping Springs Home Team. Cool, love it, love it. And and are most of these? And I mean, we can people can go watch, obviously. But are they mainly? Are you doing interviews with local um, with local restaurants? Are you doing stuff on real estate? What's what's the content of most of the videos you you make these days? Most of what I'm doing right now is, and actually I'm stepping back. Most of what I'm doing right now is real estate content. Um, I am, I'm still trying to get out and and do video content around two major things. Uh, my wife and I do this thing here in the town. It's called community date night, where once a month we highlight a local, you know, whether it's a restaurant, bar, brewery. Um, we're trying to encourage people to go out and date their spouses or, you know, significant other of any type, or, you know, even take their kid out or their best friend. Um, so we do video content interviewing these local uh, places where we're going to have a date night, you know, and kind of sponsored, I guess. Um, so that's a lot of video content. We do that once a month. Um, we also, uh, I started up this year, what we call the nonprofit of the month. And we focus on local nonprofits, get the word out about them and try to raise money for them. So we do video content around that locally. Uh, and then Monday I do two Facebook live shows. Um, one is all about local businesses and, you know, where to spend time and money in dripping Springs. The other one's more real estate content where I talk uh, with a mortgage lender. So, uh, a lot of video content there. And then the stuff that I'm actually pushing ad, you know, significant ad spend behind is, is more your traditional real estate stuff. I love it. All right. Before we dive into the ads and traditional real estate stuff, I want to, I want to talk for a few minutes because I've heard you talk about date night and I know yep. you could do an entire presentation on it <laughs> because I've seen it and it's really good, but let's, let's give people a few more details. Cause I think, you know, Lisa just put in the chat box that she loves that idea. So do I, I think the date night is such a cool recurring thing that you do. You've built a culture around it. You've built in something real. And the fact that it's recurring makes yep. it really easy that you don't have to think as much each month. So tell, tell Correct. us about the evolution of date night. Um, uh, again, this is, this is something that spawned out of, uh, out of, uh, COVID. Um, you know, again, it, it was, God, it was probably about 10 months into COVID and my wife and I were just kind of sitting around one night and trying to think about things that we wanted to do and, and dating is important to us. And again, during that time, we weren't doing it very much. So, you know, we kind of made the commitment to ourselves. Okay, look, we're going to go out and date each other once a, once a week again. And, my wife made the comment of, wow, we should do something for the community and, and try to drive business to these, you know, to these businesses now that nobody's going into anymore. So that's kind of where it came from. Um, what we really try to do with it is 
I don't want to be a burden to the businesses. I don't want to bring people in on a busy night. So we try to stay away from Friday nights and Saturday nights. Uh, Most of them are on Thursdays because again, we want to get a a night that we can put people through the door and not put too much pressure on the restaurant. Um, So we'll focus on a Thursday night. Um, team up with the business, uh, go in and, and just kind of talk with them. Hey, will you offer a special for people that are coming in that night for date night? And most of them do, you know, I mean, the last one, they, they did 20% off our whole tab. The one before that did 10%. Uh, there was one business, you know, they really didn't want to, they were hurting. They didn't really know, you know, Hey, should I give a special or not? They didn't want to. So I just told them, you know, that I would buy the first, you know, 30 drinks, uh, for, for people that were coming in to eat with them. Um, and, you know, so that's kind of how that the special part goes of it. And then um, leading up to date night, we'll run a few ads. Uh, we'll run two just static ads, uh, pictures, kind of date, time, location, that type of thing. And then the week of we'll do a sit down with whether it's an owner or a manager or something like that. We try to get my wife um, and I and sit down with, you know, significant others over there. And we interview them and we talk about date night. We talk about the restaurant what they're doing um, in the restaurant, why they started the restaurant, why they moved to Dripping Springs. Um, and then we'll end up talking about kind of their dating history and how they got to where they are. So that's that's always a pretty pretty good one. And we run ads behind those two statics and in uh, that live video. I love it. And, and are I you condensed actually, it. That was really fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was, that was perfect though. You get, because people could always dive in and they can watch your videos. And I mean, I just want to give them an overview of kind of the things you're working on. Yeah. So, so just to give people a, an idea, are, are they, are they successful? Like how many people show up to your, your date nights that you guys run? They run the gamut. And what I'm finding out is, you know, the, the same problems that restaurants have, uh, you know, in seasonality, it is the same thing with date night. Um, we've had anywhere from as few as six people at a date night, um, which was myself, my wife, and two of our couple friends uh, made them come out to support us early. And we we had one last summer that was wildly successful. Um, it's a restaurant that does, I think they typically in a night will do about 150 um, services, you know, 150 tops. And we wanted to make sure that we did reservations ahead of time and they shut off reservations four days before the event because we booked them out. Um, so that one was wildly successful by far the most successful one. Um, so, but most of them are going to be eh, somewhere between eight and 20 couples. Um, that's, that's kind of a typical. It's pretty one. awesome. I mean, you really are bringing customers to the door, but I love the fact that it's, it's developing the relationship with the business owner. Yeah who is really where you're seeing in terms of moving the needle in your business, that's where it's showing up. It's the referrals. I mean, I'm sure you get other people who get to know you who come to the date nights, but it's mainly the business owners that you are oh, yeah. developing this relationship with. Yeah. And that's, and that's the whole thing. And I tell a story and it's happened twice now, but the one that wildly successful one that we had um, about two weeks after that event, um, the owners gave me a call and they're like, Hey, we need to buy some real estate here in Dripping Springs. And that was a pretty, that was a pretty good commission check on that one. Um, so, I mean, just directly yeah. from it. So, I, I, and, and so much of this as the, the digital mayor leveraging video, it's hard to track a direct ROI, but sometimes it does show up where it's literally direct cause and effect, you know, Correct. exactly where it came from. Yeah. And, and it is hard to track. And even with the business owners, you know, when, and I'm sure some of the times the businesses will, you know, they'll see. 10 people come through as a result. And I'm sure they're grateful, but at the same time, they're going, well, damn, was it really even worth it? But when I talk to them after the fact, 
they say that, you know, they're, you know, people are coming into their business and saying, Hey, man, I saw that y'all did date night. I'm sorry. I couldn't make it. We had X, Y, and Z to do. Um, so they're constantly getting reinforcement after the fact that people are seeing it. Um, and, and again, even if it's fairly small in the back of their mind, they know that it's bigger because of the advertising that I put behind it. And, and I don't spend a lot of money on these things. I may spend about 30 or 40 bucks in total ad spend across the three ads for these, but, um, you know, they, the business knows that people are seeing it and it was a good thing to do it with me. So, so let's talk about that for a minute and follow up. Cause I've never heard you talk about that part after the date night or after a video interview, what are you doing to follow up? And is it like part of a, a consistent long-term piece or is it, cause obviously it's not a one and done. How do you, how do you further that relationship? It, it is not a, unfortunately it's not a planned part of what I do. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, I'll, when I'm out and about, if I, you know, if there's a, you know, if there's an owner at their, at their restaurant or whatever, I'll pop in and just say, hi, touch base with them. Um, I'll shoot them a text, you know, Hey, just wanted to check in, see how everything's going with business, stuff like that. So I, I should have a, a, have a better follow-up in. I don't, not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty organic, right? It is. It's, it's completely not, organic. But, but, but I like that because a lot of people listening to this oftentimes get intimidated when something looks really big and systematic and complicated. Like, no, look, you just, you do this and it's organic. When they pop in your head, you like your community, you, you check in, you touch base. Yeah, you that's well, and, and that's kind of, you know, that is the thing and it is completely organic. And a lot of people out of the event that we met at, you know, a lot of people reached out and they're like, I just don't know where to start. And it's like, what's your favorite restaurant? Because chances are, if you've been to a restaurant more than four or five times, you probably have met the owners. So go in and talk to your favorite restaurant and start there. And, you know, some man, this thing has just through, you know, through that live event, there are so many different iterations of this going on right now. Um, one, one, one friend of mine in Florida is starting essentially an empty nesters monthly get together off of this. And so they're going to go around to different bars and restaurants, but it's all empty nesters. She's like, I'm an empty nester. I don't want kids around. And I was like, great. Target that audience. Sounds like a pretty good niche for you. <laughs> I, I love so, it. It's the event that Chris is talking about, by the way, where we met at, it was a, a Chris to Mayshore, uh, coaching event who's and Chris, she, she is your, your coach. I don't know if you have multiple coaches, but she is your, your she is coach. my coach. Okay, no, so I, I have avoided other coaches. Yeah. For two years now. So, okay, so, Chris, to make sure your coach, and I know your business kind of changed gears in terms of you probably started doing a little more with the paid traffic. Tell me about what yeah. happened when you got into, you know, being coached by, by Krista. Uh, I mean, I, I can go A to Z real quick with it. I mean, before I, I got into her coaching, uh, roughly 120 to 150 GCI yearly, like that was a pretty normal year. Um Almost doubled that the first year, went to about 250, and then last year was uh, was over 400. So just from a from a nuts and bolts perspective, you know that my GCI did that. Um, but when I, uh, I I get random calls now, and that never happened before. You know, it, either it was a lead coming in through like Zillow or something like that. But now I get random calls like, "Hey, Chris, I'm so and so. We're friends on Facebook, and I." I've got so many friends on Facebook. I have no idea who half of them are, um, but there's a, there's a very strategic uh, reason behind that as well. But again, man, I, I've seen the series that you're doing on for sale by owners. You know, I wanted to talk to you. It, it seems overwhelming. I wanted to talk to you about, uh, you know, about sitting down and, and taking a look at my house. So that was the biggest thing when I started, started with the ad spend, started with Krista. It's more of random calls. And again, hard to point to ROI, but I know that when they're talking about seeing me on social media, I know where they're coming from. 
why why is pay, in case someone hasn't dove into this topic yet why is the paid ad spend so important on facebook versus what you were trying to do organically at first well i mean on your business page you you can't get anybody to see your business page unless you're spending money with facebook and i mean it's the same if you've got a business page on instagram unless you're paying to you know paying to play you're not getting a reach uh, so that, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line there. Um, and Google's getting that way a little bit more from what I hear, but um, it's not quite as bad yet. And, and do you, do you recommend people outsource? Did you ever have, try having someone else set up your ads? Did you learn to do it yourself? What, what do you recommend for agents? Um, I learned to do it myself. Now, again, going back to the, the mistakes I made early, uh, I, I was going to be a, a, a Google doctor in uh social media ads. And that did not go well. Uh, and that's when I found Krista and kind of got with her program. And that's when I really learned how to set up the ads. Um, and so, you know, I, I still do them myself now. And, and I mean, it, do you think that's the right, I mean, I sure it depends on everyone's opinion, but is that the right path? If you had to do it over again, would you, would you go back and learn how to do it yourself? Would you outsource? Um, I would not try to try to go the Google route that took way too much time and energy. Um, so if you're, if you're not going to get a part of a coaching program, that'll tell you exactly how to do it, then I would outsource it. Yes. Um, and there's going to, there's going to become a point in time, probably before too long that I'm going to have to hire somebody that's just going to, that's going to be their job is to run those for me. So, yeah. And, and your business growth is pretty incredible, right? Right. From the, the way it scaled up, yeah. was it just a factor of getting the, uh, you know, what worked down and then scaling up your ad spend budget, or is it just because video layers over time, little by little, it builds up over, over time. Do you have a guess? I, yeah, I think, I think it's the layering and building over time. Most of the content I produce is evergreen, regardless of whether it's interviewing a business owner or, you know, the real estate stuff. So it is evergreen. And, you know, that, that catalog, that library just continues to grow. Um, and, you know, people, people will go down that wormhole. I mean, we know that I do it on YouTube with, with certain things. So, um, you know, people are going to go down that wormhole. If they like what you're talking about, they're going to find other stuff. So I think that's had the, the biggest impact. Um, but, uh, you know, you can't discount the ad spend that I'm doing because that, that's getting my reach. I mean, it, it's just my reach is huge at this point, even when I'm just targeting, um, you know, and, and, Frankly, I'm targeting Dripping Springs and a southwest portion of Austin because that's where I used to live. Um, and so I'm still targeting that area as well with my ad spend. How, how many people live in that area you're targeting just to give people a rough idea? Oh, man. Um, if you include southwest Austin, there, there's got to be about 120 to 150,000 people. Okay. So, so we're not Someone talking small town guys. Like, I just want to make sure that people understand. No. Like, this is like he he has competition. There are other agents in the area. But yeah. This is well, and if if anybody's ever been through Dripping Springs, uh, it like Dripping Springs feels like a really really small town because the the um, the uh, city limits are really small. But there's so much um, just in terms of density around it, and it doesn't feel like density because people are on on acreage, but there's a lot of houses around the area in Dripping Springs. So yeah, even though it feels like a really small town, there are a lot of people that live out here. Yeah. But were there any other agents doing video when you guys started with this in your area in Dripping Springs? There were a couple that were kind of dabbling in it. Um, but like anything else, what you, what you find is people think it's a good idea and they get into it and then they can't maintain it and then they drop off. So there's some agents with some stuff out there. Um, 
not anywhere near the volume that I'm doing. Um, and there's some agents that are doing more with social media like Instagram and TikTok, but it just um, it, it wanes. You know, they there's not a commitment to the follow through on it is from what I see. Yeah, interesting. Uh, let's talk. We got five minutes left. Let's talk consistency okay. for a minute. Yep. How have you maintained your consistency with this much video over this many years? Um, well, one of the things that's helped last year is setting up the, uh, the weekly live shows because I just, I, those I put in my schedule, I know kind of like this. I mean, look, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't sit down and prepare to talk to you. This is stuff that I know that I understand. So with my live shows, I know and understand dripping Springs, where people want to go, the restaurants, the bars, the breweries, I get it. I can sit down. I can put it in my schedule. I can talk for 20 minutes on that. So it was easy to throw that in. The other one is a real estate show. We talk mortgages. We talk local real estate. Obviously, I understand that. So I put it in my, my um, uh, you know, into my schedule and I do it. So it's hard for me to, to maintain consistency but when, when it's something like that, that I'm just like, okay, I'm going to put this into my schedule at two o'clock on Monday. I'm going to do it come hell or high water. You know, that's it. So it's a matter of, of writing it in. Um, and then. I didn't mention this other series that I do because it kind of comes and goes depending on what my buyers are, are doing. But if I've got a buyer that's building a home here locally, in other words, somewhere within 30 minutes on Fridays, I do another show. I used to build houses. So I do a show uh, called Raise the Roof Friday and I'll go through and whatever is happening on that job site, I'll just video it and talk through it. So it's basically how a, how a house is built. Um, you know, week after week, after week, after week. Um, and so again, on Friday, I know that I'm going to go out there at three o'clock and I'm going to shoot that show and I can show up. I don't have to prepare for it. I just pop up whatever's on site. I can talk about it because my knowledge is there and, and it goes. So consistency for me is just knowing what the hell I'm talking about and, um, you know, then setting it into my schedule. I love it. Where do you go from here? Where do you go long-term? What's your goals? Um, well, it, it's getting to the point now where, and, and I am a, uh, a, we're, in, we're a small brokerage. My cousin and I own our own brokerage. Um, and I've always worked on my own. I am before the end of, of the second quarter this year, I'm going to have to have at least one buyer's agent to take that stuff off of my plate. Um, but long-term it'll probably be, be becoming the rainmaker. I mean, I, I do really, really like what I do, but five, 10 years down the road, I'm not going to want to do it anymore. So it's just going to be adding, adding agents to my brokerage and just, you know, keep producing content, keep generating business. So I love it. All right. We got two minutes. If you, if you had advice you wanted to leave to someone who's either, you know, starting the journey or maybe doing some video now, but not like put it up to the high level. What would you, what would you tell them? What sort of advice would you give them? Thinking about that one carefully, because I don't want to be kind of flippant uh, with it. Everybody's got concerns about getting in front of cam in front of the camera. Uh, everybody does. When I first started, I was terrified of it. The the advice is you just got to get over it. Um, and, and I think the I think the biggest thing is if you don't want to do production video and you don't want to green screen and you don't want all that stuff, you don't have to. People don't like people prefer this right now over any of the green screen stuff that I do. So grab your camera, go live. It doesn't matter if you screw up. It doesn't matter if you don't turn your audio on, people are just going to laugh about it and give you crap and then move down the road. So I, I think the personally, I think the best place to start is go live on, on Facebook and, and start with that and set it into your weekly schedule and then grow out of that. If that's the only thing you ever do is go live and talk about your knowledge base and, and, and what you do to the people that 
like you, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And, and everyone watching or listening to this, I want you to consider how is Chris showing up in your world? Doesn't he just feel like a really authentic guy? Ah. Like, I think that's why Chris, when you say people like what you're doing right here without the green screen, all that is, is because that's who you are. You're just an authentic person. That's what people are looking for these days. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I know we're getting tied on, uh, tied on time, but yeah. And, and that's why I say go Facebook because you're going to, you're going to stutter. You're going to, you know, look around and forget your words, but it's going to be authentic and people are drawn to that. Yep. Yeah. I, I just appreciate you being here, Chris. I, I love hearing you talk. Like I can, I can feel the passion from you on it. So this is fun. It is. It definitely is. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me on and sorry. I couldn't get with you earlier. <laughs> had, no, had a no couple problem. of uh, schedule schedule issues, but. <laughs> all good guys please reach out to chris if you if you want people to find you chris how should they how should they connect with you uh, again just guys get on on facebook youtube uh anywhere on social media and just search dripping springs home team that's the easiest way to find me yep if you got buyers in southwest austin that's where he is or sellers there chris have a wonderful day and everybody Thanks, else will see you tomorrow bye guys if you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.